Hello everybody, welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon and I am your host for this and every episode. Solo host, no co-host. I do this all by myself and I'm winging it. I'm winging it at about at least 65 miles an hour. This is the fastest podcast on earth. I can make that claim. Who's going to check against that? Who's going to say, wait a minute, what did he say? Fastest podcast on earth. Fastest podcast in the universe. I mean, unless you're doing a podcast, you know, for the SpaceX Corporation on a rocket ship, this is the fastest podcast on earth. And then if you did the fastest podcast on earth with SpaceX, what would be the guarantee that you would come back? It might be your one and only podcast you ever do. Who knows if those things will land back on that landing pad in the middle of the ocean or whatever it is that they're doing. But I give uh, Elon Musk a big, big round of applause. Good good for him. Actually, where's my, where's my applause button? Let's see if I can find it. Is this it? Yeah, I think this is it. Right? I think that's it. Anyway, big round of applause for Elon Musk and SpaceX. So, um... I like Elon Musk. I like I like innovators. I do. I like innovators. So uh, what did I say? Yeah, dumbing it down with Dave. I'm your solo host, fastest podcast on earth. Hello, dum-dums. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you checking out the show. Um, this is an interesting show for me because it is my first day back at work. Uh, last night was Wednesday. This is Thursday morning. I haven't done a Thursday morning podcast that I know. Maybe I have. I just don't remember. I've been doing Sunday mornings on my way home on my last day. But I'm just trying to accelerate the podcast episode production. Why am I doing that? Why am I trying to accelerate the production? I have no reason. (laughs) I thought I had a good reason about five minutes ago, but I have no reason. You know what? I just want to do podcasts. I want to do uh, I just want to do them. I want to do them, and I want to post them. And eventually, uh, i got to learn how to do everything else, like editing and marketing and social media and all that good stuff. So if I don't create podcasts, then what's there for me to do? You know, uh, I haven't added a podcast to my website since episode two or episode three. That's not good. But uh, I don't really know how to do it. Uh my buddy Ethan Ullman, the king of Albany Media, EthanUllman.com, um, he uh, he did the first couple of uh, he did the he did the whole entire website for me, but it's you know it's a word, WordPress and I got to learn it. I have to learn it. I paid for a class about a month and a half ago. I did the, it was a four lesson class online, one of those education to go things. I did the first two and I bailed. I just I got busy and I thought I could catch up. And I didn't, so I kind of wasted a hundred and some odd dollars on a class. And then there was another class I wanted to take in cahoots. That's one of my favorite words, cahoots. I think that's Yiddish. Cahoots. How would I even spell that? Could be a C, could be a K, could be Yiddish. Maybe it's not Yiddish. I have no idea. I'm, I'm the only one I've ever heard say cahoots. I don't, I don't recall anybody saying cahoots. Anyway, cahoots means, you know, alongside or with, or, you know, so um, I was going to take another class together and really master the whole website, WordPress, social media, marketing, SEO, you know, search engine 
uh, optimum, whatever, op- optimizing, whatever that all that is. I, I got to do that by myself. I can't rely on any on anybody. And it's hard. It's hard at 52. It's hard to teach this old dog. Although I don't really feel that old, and I don't think that old. Uh, it's tough to teach me a new trick. But uh, I'm willing, and that's half the battle. I'm willing to learn new tricks. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm gonna. I got to get back into it. I just passed my motorcycle class. I got things to do. I got all these little things I've mentioned in the previous couple of episodes. You know, legal, financial, spiritual, and otherwise. But I'm gonna get to the uh, the improvement, the overall improvement of dumbing it down with Dave Enterprises. Um, and it's gonna fall under uh, a production name, production company name. That I'm going to use uh, for the rest of my uh, artistic career. I'm not going to divulge that right now because I don't want to. I don't think it's because somebody's going to steal it. But I did check to see if the website was available, and it is available. So I do have a production company name ready to go. It's not only a name, it's a philosophy of mine. So it just turns out that it is available. And I got to go pay for it. I got to go buy a domain name, which I've yet to do. Uh, I paid Ethan to do it for me the first time around, but uh, I I don't regret that decision because he did a great job. On the other hand, I regret that decision because I really need to learn how to do all of that stuff. All right. So I talk about that all the time. So why am I doing this podcast today? That's a good question. I did have a thought uh, this morning. I was listening to the news, so it kind of spurred me on. I wish I had the phone ready to go at the moment, but I had I, I couldn't because I was at work. But now I'm in the car. I'm in my Kia Rio, headed almost southbound. I'm just leaving Rensselaer, New York, on my way down to Saugerties via the New York State Thruway, I-87. I'll probably, probably, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be probably traveling. I feel like a, uh, an airline pilot. I'll be traveling at the speeds between 65 and 80 miles per hour. Hopefully, I'll have zero elevation. That's the goal. Zero elevation. Um, On your right will be trees. On your left will be more trees. In Espanol, in la derecha, es tres. In la izquierda, trees. Um, See, and you didn't even have to hit that button for the uh, multilingual... uh, uh, interpretation of the show, you know, the, the Spanish button. You didn't have to hit it. I just gave you a little interpretation right there. Um, so I'm listening to the radio yesterday, and I really was uh, busy with the motorcycle class and recovering from that class. I did not realize that um, that uh, Donald Trump, and I've been apolitical, by the way, I think for 10 episodes. Yay, 10 episodes. Wee! That's in the. Uh, let's overuse this today. Yay, 10 episodes. I'm three episodes, or yeah, eight, nine, ten. I'm three episodes past the typical pod fade, as they say. They say that's a typical pod fade. Is episode seven. I've done ten. This is eleven. I think this is going to be a good one. As long as I don't shut off the phone, I think this will be a good one. I got my pace. I got some energy. As soon as I start yawning a little bit too heavily, which is probably probably going to be somewhere between fifteen minutes to a half an hour, I will shut it off. But um, I've been apolitical. Is that the word? Apolitical. I've been staying away from politics on the show. I'm not afraid of politics. I know my limitations. I know my role. I don't know a thing about politics. I really don't. I know what I think. I know what I feel. And I also know that I'm willing to admit to what I think 
and what I feel. The problem with politics, one of the problems, not the problem. People say that a lot, the problem. No, one of several, of many problems with politics is that people who want to be politically active, they want to feel as if they have the finger on the pulse, they're the same people who, they they sound the same, they act the same as people who talk about sports. You know, these guys, I don't usually hear women talking about it, but guys talk about sports. Well, I don't hang around with women, so I don't know what they talk about. But I know, <clears throat> I know that men, in all the professions I've been involved with, they love to talk sports. They love to talk politics. Uh, yeah, they talk about their sexual exploits. I do that also, but I talk of my lack of sexual exploits. I like to take it in a different direction. So, it's interesting to listen to people talk about politics as if they know. I mean, not that CNN is a respected network anymore. Um, Not that any of these networks are respected anymore. Uh, CNN, uh, CNBC, Fox... You know, even the three, big three, CBS, ABC, although I do like, uh, what's his name? Oh, boy. Schaefer? The older man from CBS. I really like him. He reminds me of Walter Cronkite in a way. God, I hate the fact I don't remember his name. I think it's Schaefer. Is that the guy that took over? Uh, I like uh, Scott Pelley. I like Scott Pelley. But I like these guys until they turn out to be fake. Like that guy that was on NBC or whatever, Williams. Not that he's a fake, but, you know, a little bit of a liar. What a ridiculous thing that was. Anyway, so I don't talk about anything as if I'm an authority. I hope that comes across in these first ten episodes that I've done. I don't come across as an authority. I'm not trying to. I'm just sharing with you my feelings, my thoughts, my ideas. I'm winging it. I'm throwing wet noodles against the wall. Do you? Does everybody know what that means, throwing wet noodles against the wall? Like once upon a time, that was the way people made noodles. No, that's the way people cooked noodles. They would cook it, and they would throw it against the wall. And if it stuck, I guess it was ready. If it bounced off the wall, it was still al dente. You could probably have bitten into that pasta and, and tasted that it was al dente. Al dente is not soft. It still has a little toughness to it. But if you go past the al dente port, uh, a part, then um, uh, I guess the, the pasta gets a little sticky. Because of the starch? I have no idea. I don't know the science behind it. That one chef on the cooking channel, he knows. Alton, Alton Maddox, what's his name? Alton, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. He's amazing. He knows everything about food and temperatures and frying and baking and boiling and broiling. I don't know his name. Anyway, Alton, right? Something Alton. Just recovered from a major illness, right? Something like that. Anyway, I know when I see his face. I know who he is. I just don't know his name. And I'm like that with a lot of people. I don't know their names. I know their faces. So, my I do these shows. I hope that I don't come across as uh, somebody who uh, speaks with uh, any authority. I, I just have thoughts, feelings, and ideas. I, I'm not an expert on anything. But when I listen to people talk about politics, oh my God, I just want to, I want to take a bat, just club them over the head 
you know, or even just a, a, a dog toy that makes that squeaky noise. I, I just to just to get their attention and say, hey, you realize you have no idea what you're talking about? No, no, I know. See, the Republicans, the Republicans, the conservatives, you know, the liberals, the, the extreme. Listen, and it goes on both sides, by the way. It goes on both sides. I listen to everybody talk. For some reason, well, I'm, I, I'm not unique in this way, I don't think. But for some reason, people love to talk to me about things. Left-wingers, right-wingers, racists, non-racists, black people, white people, women. Not so much women, but, you know, older women. (laughs) Much older women. It's never a contemporary of mine. No contemporaries ever want to talk to me. Um, Older women, for some reason, love to talk to me. I wouldn't mind changing that, by the way, if I could put in a request to the people in charge of who talks to me. I wouldn't mind uh, contemporaries or younger. I'm not going to do anything. It'd just be nice to talk to somebody my age. Do I, you know, do I relate to anybody? Does anybody find me relatable or likable or entertaining? Why is it so hard for me to talk to people my age? It's not hard for me to do it. It's hard for people to be with me to, to, for me to do that. Does that make sense? It's hard for them. It's not hard for me. So, uh, yeah. So I don't. Uh, I, I I know. I know what I know. I know what I. I know what I know. And I know what I don't know. I know my limitations. I know my role. I know my damn role. I'm not a jabroni, whatever that means. Uh, so I, I try to. I try to keep a lid on my expertise. And if I do know something, I don't flaunt it. I say, Hey, listen. This is what I think I know. I mean, I even. I even disarm myself I, I don't like to come across as authoritarian is that the word authoritarian I like to you know I like to engage people in dialogue and uh, if you go and pound them over the head with what you you know for certain it's a turn off for a lot of people uh, but people love to do that with me they love to talk to me they love to tell me what they feel about their their, their racism or the lack of it or you know their whatever their beliefs are conservative liberal Religious, whatever. So last night, I'm listening to the radio, and I did not realize that Donald Trump had won the Indiana primary and had basically locked up the nomination. And I did not know that Kasich, 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 and Cruz had dropped out. Cruz, I did not think he was going to drop out to the end. I really thought he was going to stay in, but. Apparently he has money troubles, um, and it's interesting because I've been getting emails from his campaign every uh, whatever since day one. I don't know how long I've been getting them. You know, hey, Ted really needs money. Ted really needs help. We're really short. We're two thousand short. We're five thousand short. Whatever. And I was been getting emails for the longest time, and I don't know if I ever got around to opting out. I never opted in. I never opted in, but they did not make it easy, like MailChimp. They didn't make it easy to opt out. Just click unsubscribe. No, you had to go to this website or whatever. You had to manage your preferences, but there was no button for manage preferences. There was nothing. It was just, you know, go to this email address. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I went to it and unsubscribed, but uh, I was getting emails all the time about how much they needed money. And he was the only candidate out of all the candidates that I heard from. I didn't. Uh, I never heard from any other candidate as far as asking for money. He was the only one, and he was very consistent. 
Does that mean he had a good ground game? I have no idea. I don't know what that means at all. So I never contributed, uh, needless to say, and uh, I guess he's out. And the primaries are almost over, and I, I thought he was going to stay in it, but I thought he was going to try to contest. I hope the I hope the uh, Republican Party doesn't have some ulterior motive, like some plan to disrupt the convention. Uh, I think that would be wrong. So, and I'll tell you why I think it would be wrong. I'm getting to it. So I hear this report about, and I'm still apolitical right now, in this conversation, try not to jump to assumptions. Don't be assumptive. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the word. All right? Don't assume. Let me finish. Don't rush to judgment. I heard uh, this news reporter talking about uh, interviewing a governor of Nebraska or whatever, Montana, whatever, saying how they were he wasn't going to support Donald Trump, you know, for president. And my immediate thought, once again, feelings and thoughts. This is my immediate thought, not my immediate fact. My immediate thought is, what a moron. First of all, if Donald Trump is running as a Republican, yeah, a lot of people say he's not. They're saying he's a liberal. How is he running in the Republican race, in the Republican primaries? I don't know. I don't know how that all works, and I don't care. But if he is your party's candidate, and you know how these parties are so power-hungry, they're always just protecting themselves. They're always just saying and doing things to attack the other party and support their own party. It's, uh, it's you know, it's not, I don't know if it's not hypocritical. It's just, you know, do you really, does everybody really believe that their party's uh, 100% you know, they toe the party line? You know, it's always amazing to me how these guys just never concede that the other side might have a bead on an idea. The other side might, just might be okay. There might be something to whatever they just said. Let's just tweak it a little bit our way. You know? And let them tweak a few of our things a certain way. You know what I'm saying? The other side you know, can give the other side a little bit of flavoring and really make whatever idea or law or bill, whatever, make that a well-rounded, something that, you know, something that works. Something that everybody can agree on. Something that could be looked at again, you know, in the in the near future. But no, we don't usually do that. We usually say, uh-uh. That's what we say. We go, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I ain't doing that. That's stupid. And we don't just say no or no thank you. Like, both sides just seem to come back with a vengeance and just try to take a crap on the other party. And this is why Trump is in the lead. And this is why he's got the presumptive, I guess is the word, presumptive nomination because America is sick and tired of being sick and tired of these candidates and these politicians who are liars, stealers, cheaters, um, ball droppers, flip-floppers, whatever. I can go on and on. They're sick of it. They are sick of it. And they are willing to go with a risky representative in Trump. I'm, risky is not a factual word. Risky is just, I'm thinking that that's what they're saying. They're thinking, I'm going with the risky candidate. 
he might be a bit of a loose cannon. But I'm going with him. And uh, I've been hearing that now since day one of this uh, primary. That that's why he's getting all these votes. Because uh, it's a rebellion, it's a revolution to counter the type of politics we've had in this country for what? The last 20 or 30 years. This whole power struggle, non-communicating, you know, uh, he said, she said, or he said, he said, you know, uh, form of government. It really doesn't work for a lot of people anymore. They're fed up. So now we got a, a, a presumptive, presumptive candidate that's going to get behind the podium and say a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And I, for one, I'm happy about that. Not because it's Trump, because I always say, you know, I, I said it a lot with Obama who I voted for the first time, not the second time. Um, uh, I, there's a lot of times where I heard him speak and I want them to say, listen, motherfucker, <laughs> this is total bullshit. But he never said that. He always had some kind, easy political words. I know he cried once when those kids got shot in that school in, in Connecticut. You know, he's very sentimental and I get that. But there are times where you want your president to take a fist and pound it, you know, against the table and say enough is enough, no more. You know, does it come across a little bit tyrannical or it comes across looking like you're out of control? Yeah, that's okay. America wants that. They want a little bit tyrannical. They want a little bit out of control. They want that. They want to know that their president is angry. Uh-oh, first yawn. Oh, and my eyes are heavy. They want to know. They want to feel. They want you to feel what they're feel, feeling. Remember when uh, Bush stood on that, uh, the last Bush, W, was that W? And uh, I think it was W. And he, uh, he had that megaphone. He says, I hear you. The people of New York hear you. And soon the whole wide world will hear you. And everybody went nuts. Right? Yeah! Yeah! We're gonna get him! We're gonna get him! Yeah. yeah, well... What was the point of mentioning that? That's what they want. They want a guy that's gonna go off off the reservation. <laughs> I don't get in trouble for saying that. They want a guy that's gonna go off script. That's what they want. Because they're fed up with phony baloney fed up with phony baloney and that's what Trump has been doing since day one no phony baloney does he say crazy stuff absolutely does he say stuff that's kind of scary yes but I don't know if he would actually act on all that scary stuff I don't know but here's the thing and I'm, I haven't even gotten to what uh, was really the point of this podcast but I'll tell you what oh, oh wait a minute Oh, okay. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Uh, no, nope, gotta get my thoughts back together. I yawned, and now I I, I yawned my thoughts away. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's gonna. I I, th- I think I think he said some offensive stuff to certain people, but I think in the long uh, run, people are gonna figure him out, and they're gonna be more accepting. Uh, that's not exactly what I wanted to say about two seconds ago, but after I yawned, I lost my train of thought. So, people want a rebellious president. 
and I think uh, oh that's it see this is what happens I start to fade alright so yeah even even as ridiculous as he sounds people are willing to vote because they want something different oh and I, I and I when I voted for Obama eight years ago I voted for it because I thought he was going to be different I thought he was going to really bring it uh, I heard he tried but they wouldn't let him uh, and other people I know said no he didn't even try I don't know I don't know what the truth is about the Obama presidency I really don't once again I, I don't know facts I just know what I what I think or what I feel <sighs> um, oh boy here we go I'm at Kuxaki I think I was two two or three yawns right a couple more then I'm done uh, but here's what I heard today on the uh, on the radio. What I heard was, yeah, one of these governors or whoever said that he was not supporting Trump. He was not going to vote for him. I don't know if those were his exact words. I think his exact words was he wasn't going to support him. Which is what I what immediately came to my mind was what an idiot! What an idiot! Because. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Why would you tell everybody that you're not going to vote for your own guy? Why would you do that? That seems really counterproductive to your party's strength, you know? Your party needs your help, whether it's left or right, whether it's libertarian, it doesn't matter. Your party needs your help. Everybody needs to get on board. You need to unify. You know, you needed not to split up. That's what you needed. You know, I mean, everybody got, you know, well, that's, it's a campaign. But anyway, I just thought it was really idiotic to say, oh, I can't support him, blah, 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 blah. And all this, whatever, whatever political negativity he said, whoever this guy was, governor or something. I didn't get it. I really don't understand because... If you don't strengthen your your base, if you don't strengthen your core values of being a Republican or whatever it is that you you can do, uh, you know, you've got no chance of getting the next election four years from now or eight years from now. And the Republican Party can easily go downhill and disappear because of the increase of Mexican and Hispanic people in this country they are not turned on by the, uh, the Republicans because I think to them the Republicans represent the Mexicans and Spanish leaving the country or you know being deported or whatever it is so I think that's um, that's bad politics and you shouldn't be saying in public but we do that a lot we talk about military strategy in public on TV. Why do we do that? Why are we divulging bits of information on television? Oh, I'm eating a little food. I'm hungry. Some chicken salad that I made. Why would you say that? Why would you say, oh, we're deploying the Kennedy uh, to the Mid-Atlantic or whatever, the South Pacific? or Yeah, we're sending a couple of F-14s up. Why would you tell anybody what you're doing? And why, oh why, 
No. It's really rude to eat while doing a podcast. Why why would you tell the world that you're not going to support your party's candidate? Isn't that moronic? I think it would be really moronic if Bernie Sanders does that. Because he's going to eventually drop out of this race. Or maybe not. Maybe he'll make it, you know, he'll make it to um, to the convention. I hope he does. Uh, I, I admire his conviction. I admire his dedication. You know, it is, he raised a lot of money and he came from kind of nowhere. And uh, look at him. He really made a, made some progress. I think he did. Um, but if he said, I cannot support Hillary Clinton, I would think, boy, that's that's pretty dumb. Because if he doesn't support Hillary, then um, his, vision, his position gets weaker. Same thing with the Republican Party. If you don't support Trump, you're going to get weaker. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I know because I we have garlic and uh oh what I say garlic uh oh I had a daydream I just had a, what it was con, uh, semi alert semi conscious daydream garlic I was just thinking about something um what was he talking about supporting you got to support I just lost my train of thought yeah you gotta you you, you got you can't go saying things like I'm not going to vote for my own party. That's just ridiculous. You got to strengthen the party. It doesn't matter whether you're liberal or Democrat, or you know Republican or conservative. You got to vote for who's in your party. When I heard that, I just thought it was really ridiculous, really ridiculous. So that really spurred me on. I think it's a ridiculous thing to say, and I do feel that the Republican Party is going to blow it. They have the potential to blow it. Because they're always doing these cockamamie things. This whole last thing with Kasich, 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 and um, and Cruz, you know, supposedly teaming up to beat uh, Trump, and it failed. Uh, oh my god I'm fading you know that was a failed attempt they went to divide and conquer or whatever it didn't work out they should just focus in on their strengths anyway who cares politics can get boring but it is an important election. I know they say that every four years. And I'm not the only one to have said, no, no, no. But this one really, this one is important. Well, this is important. There are uh, Supreme Court justices available. Um, there's a lot at stake. Education of the kids. Crime energy it's a lot it's the same same issues we've had before oh my god I'm weaving a little bit that's not good so 
I don't think it's a good idea to not support your party's nominee. Don't do that. You shouldn't do that in public. It's like you shouldn't fight in front of the children. Have a fight in front of the children. And this Republican Party can potentially blow, just like Mitt Romney blew the last election, the Republican Party could blow this one. I don't think it'll be Donald Trump. I don't think he's going to blow it. I mean, I don't think he's going to say anything else dumber than he's already said. I, uh, I should expect something, but I, I don't think so. I think he's going to ratchet it up. I think he's going to really ratchet it up. I think he's going to he's going to come across as more presidential. If he's smart, he's practicing for the debates right now. There's going to be debates. He really, you know, if he went to that Wharton school, my guess is that he knows how to debate. And he's going to get the best debaters. He's got all the money in the world to help him learn how to debate and debate the issues of of current day. So it bothered me that I heard that this morning. That there's this whole Republican backlash. And as soon as Cruz announced that he was dropping out, as soon as he dropped out, should have said, and I'm going to throw my support to Donald Trump. That would have been a smart Republican thing to do. It would have, you know, all that bad, bad blood, all that bad vibe, all that bad talk about Cruz, how everybody didn't like him, and then Bonner, because Bonner said that he's Lucifer in the flesh. See, he could have turned that all around in one sentence. And I throw all my support (coughs) to Donald Trump. But he didn't do that. So that's the part where I like to think that I can be a political analyst. Where I should be a Morning Joe. I should be on Fox or MSNBC, any of these stations. Ask me what I think. They should have said, I'm withdrawing my entry from the Republican primary. I am suspending my campaign. And I hereby, from here on in, throw my support to Donald Trump. Dave, you're really starting to sound like a like a trumpet. Well, no, I'm not a trumpet. I'm just saying, pragmatically speaking, it's idiotic to not support your party's candidate, even if it's presumptive, whatever that means. I know what it means, but... I mean, if nobody's running against him now, how could he not be the candidate? But I guess technically you got to wait, and then... <coughs> I hope they don't pull some delicate shenanigans... But the Republican Party is very capable of screwing this up. <coughs> is the Democratic Party as capable? Probably. <coughs> I think it's obvious it's going to be Clinton. Although, Bernie just won Indiana. And I would like to see him make it close. Because I am not a Hillary fan. I'm not saying... <coughs> that I'm not voting for her. And I'm not saying I am voting for her. I'm saying I'm not a big fan. I don't really trust her. And that's been an issue for her. That people don't feel like they trust her. 
And I don't. I'm just being honest. That's my feeling. Those are my thoughts. I'm not basing it on the Benghazi thing because I don't know the Benghazi thing. I think most Americans don't really know the Benghazi thing or any other thing. (coughs) I just don't understand it that much. I don't understand the email server thing either. But I do know this. (coughs) If it's in fact illegal to use your own server, how did she not know that? How, does, how do all those brilliant people... By the way, Mark Wiener. Remember Mark Wiener? The guy who ran for mayor of New York? <coughs> but he, he had to drop out because they caught him with posting pictures of his penis or something like that. Whatever he was doing, some crazy thing he was doing. Well, his wife works for Hillary Clinton. <coughs> you mean that woman doesn't know? I'm not, I'm not surprised that she doesn't know that her husband was sending out these pictures. And what a weird choice. I mean, she's a good-looking woman. Why would you want to be with that guy? I mean, he, he does look like Screech from... Not that you can't be in love with a guy that looks like Screech. I mean, who do I look like? Danny DeVito? George the Animal Steel? <coughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, I'm choking on chicken salad. Not a good idea to eat and do a podcast at the same time. My apologies. But how do you not know that you're not supposed to use a private server? That seems so ridiculous to me. And I heard this morning, some country, I don't know, Portugal, Peru, some country, I don't know, uh, had a hacker that hacked Hillary Clinton's account and said it was easy. I I just don't understand. (coughs) How did she not know she's supposed to use a specific type server? You got to know these things. And if you don't know that, as Secretary of State, I don't understand why anybody would want her to be president. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes, but this is kind of big. You, you, you're using emails to communicate. I just don't get that. I, I think that's more than just a lapse of knowledge. I think that's a, an arrogance. It's a strange arrogance. You got to admit, even if you're, <coughs> even if you're a lefty, <clears throat> and I don't say that in a pejorative manner. Is that the word I want? I don't say that in a negative way. I'm just saying, if you're a liberal. If you're a Democrat, <clears throat> whatever, <coughs> you must admit it is odd to make a decision like that. I find it odd. If I was running for office, or if I had office, I would put somebody in charge and say, listen, you better keep me legal here. Because <coughs> I'm too busy making policy. I'm too busy traveling. I'm, I need somebody to know these things for me. Keep me in line. <coughs> wow. Really, never again will, am I going to eat while I'm doing a podcast. Am I going to be all right? I don't know. I'm tearing up, I tell you that. <coughs> I'll have more water. So I do think that, you know, on both sides, there's, there's so much ridiculousness. And um, you got to support your party's nominee. If you're in office... You should support your party's nominee. Now, if you don't support your party's nominee, and you like the other party's nominee, then you should say that. Just say it. I mean, it's okay to say it. Or don't say it and just do it. But, you know, you got to protect your party. I appreciate honesty. I think you should be honest. But, 
these guys are not offering solutions. They're just saying, I'm not going to support them. Yeah, but what's your solution? <coughs> See, that's a problem. You don't bring a solution to the table. You're just out there throwing around negatives. And this is why Trump is winning. Because people have a confidence, whether it's a false sense of confidence or whatever, that he's not just going to go around saying these things. He's going to do something about it. <clears throat> and I've, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, <clears throat> we had a problem with a New York City skating rink years ago. I think it was the woman. I spoke about this in a podcast earlier. I think it was the woman skating rink. I don't know how to spell it. It doesn't really matter. Central Park, New York. <clears throat> and uh, they tried for years to remodel it, to bring it back to life, all this stuff. New York City couldn't do it. Trump came in. I don't know how much money he spent. Boom, it was done. It was done in no time. And it's been open ever since. So, he's a doer. I will say that. Is he the man for the job? Well, right now he's the man for the conservative party, for the Republican party. Not conservative, but Republican. (coughs) He is the man right now. There's nothing you can do about it. There were 16 or whatever, now there's one. Everybody's dropped out. I don't know who's still in the race that isn't really a real candidate. I don't even know who if there is a libertarian candidate or whatever. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know what's going on on the, on the Democratic side either. I just know Bernie and Hillary. And Bernie seems to be committed to staying to the end, and I, I think that's admirable. Good for him. I think he knows at this age this is his last chance. And he's, he's not ready to go home. He's not ready to bail. And I can appreciate that. I do respect that about him a lot. I really do. Um, anyway, I'm curious how you feel. <clears throat> By the way, May 5th. Oh, I got to blow my nose. Hold on. Oh, yeah. May 5th, I still have not received one fan mail. Nobody has clicked like on my show. You can listen to it on Spreaker. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R Spreaker.com Nobody has clicked like or left a comment or sent me an email or tweeted to me anything, nothing. I haven't tweeted anything out from Done With Dave. I gotta get on that. But nobody has no, but none of you. If you're listening I'm waiting for the first person to send me an email. Dumbing it down with Dave. Dumbing it down with Dave at Yahoo.com you still get nothing. What do you get? Nothing. But you get a little satisfaction that you were the first. Open up, open up the door. Let everybody in. I've unlocked it. All you got to do is open the door. Open the floodgates. I don't know what what's so hard about writing a little note. Hey, heard your podcast. Sounds great. Hey, heard your podcast. Sucks balls. Okay. I can always delete. I don't have to keep these emails. They don't all go up in the refrigerator with a star. Some of them go in the garbage. So, that's the story, folks. I'm out of things to talk about. I think that was good. 43 minutes. Not bad. Not bad. All right, folks. By the way, before I say goodbye, try to check out my buddies at Comedy Pipe on the Comedy Pipe Network. They do a show called Pipe Dream. Pipe Dream. You know, like, hey, that's a pipe dream. Yeah. I don't know if that comes from the Alaskan pipeline. There was a movie called Pipe Dream years ago. With uh, Gladys Knight. I don't think John Amos was in it. I don't I don't know who the other guys were in it. But it was pretty much an all-black cast. 
Um, it was called it was called um, Pipe Dream. Gladys Knight, I think, sang the soundtrack. Maybe I don't know, but she was the lead actress in it. Um, <clears throat> but check out Mike Smith. Check out 3D. You know that's his name, 3D. Check out Jefferson and check out Joe Green. And every week they'll have another guest, and it's on every Wednesday on at eight o'clock. Wednesday at every Wednesday at eight o'clock, they do a show and they do it live. We're gonna do it live. Come on, let's do it live. So check them out. That's my plug. They've been plugging me. I'm plugging them. And no, we are not in competition. There's no competition. What competition? One of the one of the calls said, "Yeah, we're supporting a show, but we're in competition. We're not competition. The water raises all boats. <laughs> Is that how it goes? The tide. The tide. All boats rise with the tide. I'm not even sure if that's appropriate to what I'm talking about, but we're not in competition. We are in cooperation." Yeah, we're in cooperation. Well, it's cooperation. That's anyway. So, <clears throat> tune into that show when you get a chance. And uh, if you call them or email them, let them know that you also are enjoying dumbing it down with Dave. Dumbing it down with Dave at yahoo.com. What an easy email address. Dumbing it down with Dave at yahoo.com. Twitter is dumb with Dave. Facebook is dumbing it down with Dave. I think the URL is dumb with Dave. Whatever. So thank you, folks. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you dum-dums taking the time. Take the time to do something dumb. Whatever that may be. All right, folks. Good day. Goodbye. Good night. Good luck. Great skills. Take care.